Hi everybody, uh, well, Shabbat Nitzavim. So what is Nitzavim? Nitzavim standing. Last week we read about the Klalot. And the Talmud said, what is the purpose of reading the Klalot? What is the purpose of reading the curses uh, two weeks before Rosh Hashanah? And what is the purpose of reading the Nitzavim one week before Rosh Hashanah? And we know the simple explanation. It's a may the ear will end up with the curses. So from a Kabbalist point of view, the ear actually end last Shabbat. That's the end of the year. The ear began this Sunday, yesterday. Yesterday was the beginning of the new year. So whatever you're doing this point on, preparing for the new year. When I say new year, I don't mean new year like uh, January 1st. When I say new year, the word year in Hebrew is called Shana. Shana is the Nukva, it's the female. And the female is the one who influences the world. So whatever the female will have, if there is a healthy ground, it will give a healthy tomato and everything. If the ground is not healthy, then unfortunately, no manifestation will take a place. And for that reason, we call it New Year, even if we celebrate it in the seventh month, the seventh April month, because seven is Malchut. Seven is Malchut. So for that reason, even... Tishrei is not exactly Malchut, but if we're counting from the sun, it seems like Tishrei is the seventh month. And in the Torah, Tishrei is mentioned in the seventh month. So always remember, two weeks before, beginning of Tishrei, Kitabo, the curses, 98 curses, to make what the Talmud say it is, that the year will end up with the curse, all the curses going away, and Nitzavim, is all the blessing that we start. What is the Tzavim mean? You are standing today, all of you, in front of me. Meaning the old souls are standing and waiting for how to change. Because we know there is something very unique about spirituality. A lot of people you know, waiting for something to happen. We all have some expectation. You know, when we're young, we have more enthusiasm, uh, excitement about life, and we want more from life. But we want more from outside toward me, the inside. As you become spiritual, you realize that it has to be some change, some transformation within my personality, within my spirituality, mental, emotional, for me to attract, to bring into my life the blessing. Also, if the blessing is coming into our life and we're not exactly ready, meaning we're not exactly open for receiving all the blessing, then those blessings turn into dinim, to a judgment. And that's not something that we want. For that reason, the Nitzavim is right before Rosh Hashanah. Meaning as much as we are standing in front of the Creator, we understand that when Rosh Hashanah is coming, it's a day of judgment. It's a day of judgment. What is, what's been judged on that day? Human. You have a day that the tree's been judging, there's, there's a weather judgment. You know, every, every time there is a judgment. Rosh Hashanah is for human. It's for human. Meaning what? All humanity. And I don't need to tell you what we went through in the last two years. With the COVID... With the COVID plus, if you want to call it after that. And now we have Rosh Hashanah. 
So we need all of you. You cannot sit at home and say, hey, listen, I didn't know. So please, those of you here in the lecture, share it with other than one friend. Why do you, what, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Why, you're too shy? So what? The universe re, re need help. The universe need unity. The universe need enough with the bloodshed. The universe, universe needs to talk. The universe needs to be educated. We got to connect people. But how people going to connect? If you sit at home and enjoy my lecture and you don't share it with 100 people. Not enough to share it with 100 people or 10 or 5 or 1. Make sure they understand that. Sit with them and listen to it together. So let's understand the Liao again. Let's understand what the teacher said. Don't just share it. Be responsible when you share. And if you have nobody to share it with, then I'm sorry to tell you, I mean... I got to make some transformation this year. This year, as it's called Tafshin Peibet, that's the name of the year in Hebrew. Diyashnat Pil Eberacha. It will be a year of wonder of blessing. But within the letter Pei, you have the letter Bet. And Bet is Bet. So you have two types of blessing. You want to get the blessing, you got to find somebody to share it with. If you have nobody to share the blessing with, then I'm sorry to tell you, there is no blessing. And I'm sorry for the bad news. That's what this year is about. You got to find people. Even now when you listen. Did you share it with one person? Please remember. You are standing all of you together here. Meaning, who are next to you? Who did you bring? Who did you bring with you to spirituality? Who is because of you become spiritual? A lot of people work on themselves spiritually. Work on themselves spiritually. That's selfish. How much can you work about yourself? To try to change the ego. Don't you get it? The ego doesn't go anywhere. But if you share with 10 people. Who have a little ego and help them. Your ego will go away by itself. Because then God take care of it. That's what the Temnit Savim guys. And I hope. And desire and wish. That you do something. While I'm listening to, listening to me. Don't be shy. Go on your phone. Go on your phone and start sharing information. From this lecture. There's enough lecture on vitaltransformation.org for free. You can share it with millions of people. Let's make a goal. Let's make a goal. Everybody take a goal. That you share it and help this year under than one people. Starting of the new year, under than one people, each person will help. Will help under than one people to understand and value the wisdom that I'm sharing with you on Vital. It's free. It doesn't make a big deal. Sit with people at your house. Put vitaltransformation.org. Put it on the TV, on your computer, and start studying with them too vital. It's the easiest thing to do and the easiest way to save the world. Then spread the message to faraway country. If you live in LA, what is far away? Australia, New Zealand, China, India. Look for some friend out there. Pakistan, Afghanistan, yes. Beirut, Kuwait, Damascus, Moscow, Istanbul. Start sharing the information. We need to bring people together. And it's free. It's not for money. Just help them. Help them to have information. Help them to have knowledge. Don't give up on them. Give them a chance. You are standing together all in front of me, say God. Meaning, bring your people. Bring your friend. You don't have friends, bring acquaintance. You don't have acquaintance, bring people that you meet in a supermarket. Bring your neighbor. It doesn't matter who. Bring people to listen to this type of wisdom so we can finish this chaos already. I think it was enough. We got the message of the corona, the COVID, the fighting, the hatred. We got it. We got it. 
we have issue liking each other, okay? Can we like each other? The spirit of humanity can rise above that. So let's rise above that and share. And today to share is not an effort. It's a finger and share. Don't, don't sit there and just stare at my face. Share. I have YouTube video. I have Vital Transformation Org video. Instagram video. It's all over. Books, all over. Just go ahead and share. And if somebody cannot afford something, reach out to us. We will take care of them. We want to help as many people as possible this year. We have to stop the disease. We have to stop this hatred. We have to stop all this negativity. And we have the answer. And you should take this answer and share it with people. Please. Now, let's continue. So let's see what Kerem Shlomo, Kerem Shlomo, Rabbi Shlomo Erbestam, if I'm not mistaken, one of my greatest books was given to me. One of the greatest books that was given to me actually was Kerem Shlomo. Changed my vision about life and vision about study of the Torah. And it says, Kerem Shlomo take the Tikkun Azor 70. There is many Tikkun Azor. One of the most important Tikkunim, there is one is 58, one is 18, 18 is for Tfilot, 21 is for Rosh Hashanah, 69 if you want to read Palm and Face, and 70 conclude all the knowledge together. It's very, very powerful. So in Tikkun 70, it's written like this. Kerem Shlomo bring it up. Because of the merit of the Shofar, you can change judgment to mercy. So when you come to Rosh Hashanah, your expectation is to change your judgment into mercy. What is judgment? Everything that you lack. What is judgment? Every time that you judge. What is judgment? Every time you feel bad. What is judgment? Everything you, every time you feel sore. What is judgment? All the chaos that's going on in the world can be changed into mercy, but you got to share it with more people. Don't be lazy. And he, and he write, in the name of Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichov. Who was Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichov? My friend Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichov is an example of sharing knowledge. He would never leave nobody's behind. He would go ahead and even share wisdom of Torah with his enemy. Did you ever share with your enemy something that I say that can help your enemy? Unfortunately, most of us don't. Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Berdichov. When you're on Rosh Hashanah, you say his name. You say Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Berdichov ben Sarah Sasha Aneni. You say his mother's name and his name. And then the gates open. You say, what does that mean? Judgment change into mercy. <coughs> Those of you who know the Shofar, the Kavanot of the Shofar, we know that we have a lot of Kavanot. I mean, one of them is Pei Vav within the Shofar. The middle letter is the Moralically Value 86, which is Elohim. Right? We have, we have a lot, a lot of kavanot there that are all related to the word Elohim. Elohim is judgment. I don't want to confuse you with all the kavanot, all the meditation, which is midat adin, which is the attribute of judgment. That elevate to the mercy. But why Kerem Shlomo and Rabbi Levi Tzachim of bringing it in this week, Pasha? Yes, we know it's before Rosh Hashanah. But what is the point of saying to us that Elohim, which is judgment, Elevate into mercy. I don't know if you remember in this week, Parsha, there is the words that say, Mi ya'ale lanu ashamayma. Who's going to go up to heaven? And we know, Mi ya'ale lanu ashamayma is the first letter, the initial, is Mi ya'ale 
לנו השמיימה, what is it? מילה, מילה like ברית מילה, like circumcision, או מילה like words. But if you look on the last letter of every word, מי, last letter יוד, יעלה, a, לנו, וו, השמיימה, a. So the last letter of this verse is יוד כוו, The beginning of that is מילה. תן אז קרם שלמה in the name of רבי לב צריכה מברדישו. יעלה לנו שמיימה שאומר שהכל עולה למעלה ונהפך לרחמים. Meaning that through the words of Rosh Hashanah, through the prayer of Rosh Hashanah, through everything we do, like the circumcision, what we do in circumcision, we cut the foreskin off. Why we do that? We know because there is clipot that attach to the reproductive organ of the man. And for that reason, because it's Yesod, that's where all the clipot are. And we have to remove it. The same thing. That's why it's called Milah. We elevate it on the Rosh Hashanah through the Shofar, all the dinim to the upper world, because the judgment, the dinim in the upper world are not judgment, they are mercy. Okay. Continue Kerem Shlomo. And say like that. And most of what he talks is about Rosh Hashanah, which is very powerful. I mean, don't forget that in this week, Parsha, you also have the Anistarot Lashem Elokeinu. We have a lot of that. There's that. I explained it last year. But instead of doing Berkat HaChodesh, instead of blessing the months by announcing Pei and Lamed, usually you don't announce the months because it's been Kessel, Aso. The moon is covered. What does that mean, the moon is covered? If there is cloud on the moon, yeah, well, if you live in, uh, I don't know, Boston, the moon is covered, London, Amsterdam, but Los Angeles, the moon is not covered. So it doesn't mean the moon, the moon means Malchut. And for that reason, the letter Lamed is large to meditate that the Lamed that create the sign of Libra. So like this, you still receive what you need. But Kerem Shlomo continually ask, why in the Midrash it's written that when the Rosh Hashanah arrive, just now, before it's arrived, like now, just now, this week, the Malachim, the angels, Sho'alim Lakadosh Baruch Hu, they ask God, what is Rosh Hashanah? Can you imagine? The angels need to ask God, what is Rosh Hashanah? I mean, that's, that question by itself is funny. And what do you answer? That's even more confusing. He says, Shalu it Banai, ask my children. Ask my children. Ask my children. So your children will know when Rosh Hashanah is? Why? Why? Say to us, Kerem Shlomo, Ella, Kichag ze talui bebnei Yisrael, velo milemala. Because there is few holidays, or one major holiday, I think Rosh Hashanah, because I can say Purim, but Purim already happened. Rosh Hashanah, that it has to do from what happened below, not what happened above. The awakening of these holidays happening by blowing of the shofar, and that need to happen by human. That need to happen by human. So now you understand why the angel asked. Why the angel asked when is Rosh Hashanah to, to tell us that we can define what kind of ear we're going to have. But we cannot become lazy. I'm asking you, people, We have connection to people. Share more information for what I'm sharing with you. But don't just throw it on them as a recording device. No. Sit with them. Teach them. Study with them this concept. Understand something in vital 
and then take what you understand and share it with them. Continue. Sfat Emet. What happened to Rosh Hashanah, say Sfat Emet? What's so special? Say so Yosef, Joseph came out of prison. Did you know that? Joseph came out of prison on Rosh Hashanah. What a wonderful time to get out of prison, right? So what does that mean? It means that, tell us Sfat Emet, Yosef doesn't mean just Yosef. It means Yesod. It means the Kuda, the, the Dat, the inner essence of who we are come out of prison on Rosh Hashanah. We have a chance on Rosh Hashanah to get out of prison. I know that some people kind of, Rosh Hashanah for them is some fruit and honey and all this. It's a problem. It's a minag. It's a minag. Some people don't even do it. Some people just do apple with honey. It's a minag. It's a good minag, by the way. It's a good, it's a good minag. It's a good tradition. Minag means tradition that you do. Some tradition are not necessarily that to do, for example, there is tradition to wear white clothes on Rosh Hashanah. Tradition. To wear white clothes on Rosh Hashanah. Ari say to do it. Rabbi Chaim Vital say to do it. Okay? And many other couples say, please wear white on Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur, definitely everybody agree. But most people don't know that Rosh Hashanah, you have to wear white. You know, it's a tradition, but it's the right tradition. Same thing with the fruit. So what happened on Rosh, on Rosh Hashanah, said to us, Fatimid, your inner self, who you really are, from within is coming out. It has a chance. They're opening the door and you can lead. You can just get out of your prison. What is the prison? For each person is different. Some people is laziness. Some people it's rage. Some people is giving up. Some people is fear. Some people is ego. Some people is shame. They don't feel like shame about yourself. Judgmental. What kind of behavior that has to do for putting us in prison. Rosh Hashanah, I give you the opportunity, okay? I think I had enough, and I want to have fun. I want to be happy. The creator say, I want the whole world to be happy. Don't be happy on your own, because that's a prison. If you just care about your happiness, not good. Your happiness has to be included in community. Every person has to be part of community. We know that vitaltransformation.org is a Digital community, right? We have people all over the world listening. And thank God, since we have the advice, our group of advisors told us to do it for free. So many thousands of people more join and listening to the message. But you got to share it more. You got to share it with more people, especially when it's free, to help them to get out of their own prison. And again, when you share, as I said before, don't just tell them, go watch it. Watch it with them. That takes some time, even if it's 20 minutes of your time. It means a lot to get somebody out of prison. And now we're coming to the biggest question on Nitzavim and Rosh Hashanah. We know, first, Nitzavim is the, one of the shortest portion of the Torah, if not the shortest portion. We're coming into something deep. We need to answer what exactly happened so bad that we have to do Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is not comfortable. I mean, the pray in the evening is short, like half an hour. <coughs> then we have to sit to the fruit meal. And then after that, we start with the morning pray. You know, let's say we start in New York, we're going to start at 8.30. By 10, we're going to do shofar. The shofar take about two hours with the pray, with everything. We talk about some work, almost like four hours. 
straight. That we're standing and praying and begging the Creator for forgiveness and in the same time preparing ourselves for the next year to come. What went so wrong with life that it's have to be so tough? So to understand that, we need to know what happened in Rosh Hashanah, like I said last time, last week. And I said, Rosh Hashanah, Adam and Eve were created. Seemed like a moment of celebration. So why that celebration is mixed with, how can I deal with my judgment? And to understand that, I'm going to read to you from the Agdama of an old book of Ravash, like Kol Etz Chaim, with Panim Mirot Masbirot. It's basically the book of the Arizal, the book of the Arizal, uh, that been with a commentary of Ravash, like, but that's one of the oldest books that Ravash like, put together. And then after that, uh, came Talmud Esasfirot, Telem Resemination. But I'm not reading from the Etz Chaim of the Ari, I'm reading from the Akdama, the introduction, page Vav, Ot Tetzayim. And here we go. Tzrichim Ladat, we need to know Seravashlag. This is will answer us why Rosh Hashanah, why on this time, what exactly went wrong so we have to fix it as human, and why we are the only one who can fix the year. Why the angels and God cannot do it for us. If they want, of course they can do it for us, but they are not doing it for us. We have to do it ourselves. If we want a good year, we have to do it ourselves. As human, we have two types of sifting. Birurim means sifting. Sifting means separation or, or basically separate the bad from the good. Birur Aleph, the first sifting, Nikra Birur Tovera. It's called clarification of good versus evil. Birur Bet. The second sifting or the second fixing or the second tikkun, Nikra Birur Emet Vesheker, is the Birur of truth and lie. Because the gift that God gave humanity, and this is something we all need to remember, guys, we all need to remember that. Humanity get a gift and get a teva. Is the force that gives us the power to sift with every bria, with every human. We know how to separate the good from the bad. And that helps us to achieve the thing that we need to achieve in our life. And then we get what we need. So the first aspect of Birur, the first aspect of sifting, is through the body. How is the body separate between good and bad? Well, we have flavoring. Sweet versus bitter. What happened to our body? When somebody gives you something bitter, automatically you don't want to eat it. When somebody gives you something sweet, you want to eat it. So what happened? Because in your body there is a sifting between good and bad. I'm not talking about if sweet is good for you or bitter is good for you. I'm not talking about it. Talk about the machine called the human body, not the dif- differentiated between bitter and sweet. This is enough if you are an animal, meaning mineral, vegetables, and animal. If you are those three things, your dog will not eat something bad for it. Okay? That's very simple. So for the mineral, vegetables, and 
animal kingdom, this is perfect. That's enough for them <coughs> to achieve their goal. What about human? God gave a human brain. That the human pushed away lies until he wanted to vomit from hearing lies. And he's looking for the truth. And he do it with so much love to find what's the real thing. That clarification, that sifting called truth and force. And it's only for human. It's not happening with animal. It's not happening with vegetables. It doesn't happen with mineral. If you lie to your diamond ring, it's okay. If you lie to your celery, if you lie to your dog, no problem. Every person to his level, meaning his level of human, this human who looking for the truth more than others. How did the human, how did the human get to know the difference between truth and false? Where is it came from? Tell us about a revelation that I don't think anybody else revealed it. It was donated by the snake. When the snake introduced him to the tree of knowledge, good and bad, sifting, that's how it was developed. And I will explain that to you, Sarah Vashlak. If the righteous will receive all the good things they did for being righteous, and the wicked will be punished for everything wrong they're doing, then the Kedusha, the holiness, will be sweet. The good things will be sweet. The truth will be sweet. And the lies and everything will be bitter. Then every human being will be perfect because people will run away from doing crime because it's bitter, not because crime is bad. It, they cannot. It tastes bitter. It's almost like they're eating bad food. Because it's causing them bad. And everybody will be busy being spiritual. Because every time they're being spiritual, they feel sweet. So why wouldn't you be spiritual? So Adam, the way he was created, in Gan Eden, it was, his job was just to enjoy all the treat that was given to him. And his one mitzvah you shouldn't be doing, he shouldn't eat from the tree of knowledge because it's good and bad. Why? Because Adam were in a level that good and bad don't exist. So because good and bad don't exist, so he was like mineral, like uh, vegetables, and animal. No different. Asher mitzvot asa. And the only thing he had that make him like a human is that sifting between doing good or doing bad. So God tell him, just eat from every tree in the garden. That was mitzvot said what you should be doing. Mitzvot Lotan said what you shouldn't be doing is don't eat from the tree of knowledge, good and bad. 
So, what did the stink did? If you look at the stink, the stink convinced human being, and remember this point right now, because the only reason we have Rosh Hashanah is to fix whatever went wrong in the Garden of Eden. So when you do tshuva, don't just do tshuva for the averot you did, for the sin you did. Do tshuva to go five minutes before the sin of Adam and Eve. So what did the snake did? He said, even God told you, don't eat from the from all the trees. That's when he started talking to the woman about things that God didn't say. God didn't say don't eat from the old tree. Actually, he said, eat from every tree. Yes, from tree of knowledge, don't eat. And that's why he started to play game with Eve to see if she know how to sift. Because she didn't know. How does she know that the tree of knowledge is forbidden? Maybe all the tree is forbidden. And she answered him, no, we're allowed to eat from every tree. But you're not allowed to eat or touch the tree of knowledge. First, we have a problem here. God never said to Adam, don't touch the tree of knowledge. So she added on her own. So that showed already she was damaged by conversation with the snake. Showing you when you're dealing with a wicked person or with the snake, even if you don't do what they tell you, just by talking to them, they're affecting you. And then she say another thing, Pen Timetun. God said, you will die if you eat from the tree of knowledge. Eve said, Pen Timetun. Maybe you're going to die. So there is a lot of issues going on here with Eve. By Shamra Pen. Is it possible she didn't believe God? Because this is before the sin. So she is perfect. She didn't sin yet. Adam didn't sin. We're talking about Friday. We're talking about the few hours before the sin. No problem. Because, said to us Rabash, like, Eve answered the stink. <coughs> She answered the snake and she was honest. She said, listen, I got close to the tree of knowledge and I saw the vibration and energy and she had on her own berur, on her own sifting, I know not only it kill you when you eat, just closer to it. Isn't it? And that's why she had more to this mitzvah of what she heard from her husband. But the snake didn't sit still and say, okay. And he said, Lo motumotum. So you're not going to die. God knows when you're going to eat from that. God is Elohim. Your eyes will be open. Where's the deck? What is What do you mean your eyes will open? The eyes will open anyway. The snake teaches something new. The snake tells them you're stupid to think that God will create something bad. Because if you think the tree of knowledge is bad, that means God created something bad. It's impossible. From God's point of view, there is no damage there. It's only good. 
אלא זה המרירות שתטעמו בו. It's the bitterness that you're going to taste when you eat it. אפילו בקירוב נגיעה, even if you get closer. It's from your point of view, it's not from God's point of view. להיות אכילה זו היא להעמיד אתכם על גובה מעלתכם. Eating from this tree is to show you how elevated you are. And that you need to be very holy before you eat. You have to do it only for the sake of sharing. So when you eat from the tree of God, let's say the steak, you have to eat it when you are ready to eat it, meaning when you don't want it, and then you eat it for the sake of sharing. And that's the only purpose God created you. And that's why right now, it shows like a damager, this tree. Because you need to understand how holy you are and how holy you need to be to eat from that tree. If you do it with the holiness and you do it with the right sifting, then you will be like Elohim. You will be like God knowing the good, and, good from bad. Because look at God. From God's point of view, this tree is absolutely sweet. From your point of view, it's not. Because you have to work on yourself. But we know, Seravas, like the God never said to stake to say it. So how can you trust it? And the answer, God doesn't have to tell it to you directly. Because God gives you the Koach HaMevarer, He gives you the sifting power. And it's your job to do the sifting power. That you work on yourself and then it becomes good. What happened right after that? Batara Isha and the woman saw, Kitova Etzlamachal, she saw that the tree is good. Vikita Avaulayanaim, it's pleasure to the eyes. Meaning she didn't trust his words. Ela Shalcha, she walked. And she made her sifting from her knowledge. And make herself holy to a level that she won't receive nothing in her life. And she was thinking how to make how to make absolutely pleasure to the Creator to complete what she meant to be making and not for her own pleasure. And then her eyes was open, like the snake said. Vatar Aisha, it's a vatar. She saw. That means she opened her eyes. Kitova Yitzamachal, the tree is actually good. And she saw that it's Tava Lamash. And then before she touched the tree or get closer, she felt the energy of the tree has so much sweetness in it. She never had a desire or pleasure to receive like that. That's why women have to always be careful. What did it say? It was the most famous righteous woman ever lived. The wife of Rabbi Meir Baal Anes. She was putting tefillin. She was teaching Torah. Nobody can reach, no woman can reach that level. But she felt to. It was a debate in the school of Rabbi Meir Baal Anes. If when a woman gets drunk, is she Consider spiritual. And I'm sorry for all of you feminists or chauvinists who upset with me. I'm just reading from the Talmud. So what happened? She had an argument with a student, the young student of Rabbi Mir Bananes. And he told 
a woman who gets drunk is not in control. And she says, you're wrong. Well, they start drinking. In the morning, she finds out, as a married woman, she slept with a young guy. She went on the roof and jumped and killed herself. That's the story of Bulia, by the way. Sad, sad ending. I don't want to go into reincarnation, what happened there. But what is every woman need to understand? That you born from Malchut. A man born from Zeranpin. A man maybe is weaker. Because Zeranpin is not strong. It's, it's more the Hasadim or Chesed. When a woman is Malchut, it's more of, she has more roots in the ground. She's much powerful than a man. But Ertikun is even if you feel it's time for you to receive, don't trust yourself. Don't trust yourself with your spirituality. Meaning, ask somebody. Ask somebody to help you. Because the Malchut, the tension of the Malchut is to receive. Those of you who study Kabbalah with me for a long time. Malchut is to receive. For that reason, you know, women sometimes get embarrassed on a date to go and eat somebody with a guy because it's revealed the receiving power. And that receiving power went to Tzimtzum, went to contraction. So it's not revealed itself. The same like the tree of knowledge that it's not revealing itself. It's not supposed to be eating from there. But she felt something because she was seduced by the snake, being convinced everything about the snake was logically correct. And that's the price. She realized this tree is really special. She was not wrong, she was right. But nobody was commanding her to eat it. It was command not to touch it, not, not to eat it. No, not to touch it. And after she did all the sifting, she took from the fruit, she gave a bite. She gave to her husband. Why she gave to her husband? Sharing. Everything she did was about sharing. She was perfect tzaddikah when she did that. Why it say, she gave to her husband together with her, meaning unity. She created unity, she created sharing. Everything was ta'or. So, what happened? Why are we doing Rosh Hashanah? She meant well. Yeah, maybe the snake was seducing her this, but she did her tikkun. We need to understand the Omek Ainyan. And hopefully, I will be able to explain it to all of you in a simple way. Ataut, what was the mistake? You need to study the lecture I'm giving about Halal Panui in Telemonization to understand it. What is Etzadat Tovera? Etzadat Tovera is the Halal, is the space that was created. After the Tzimtzu, the fourth phase, the Malchut, that has to go into contraction, that part was the Tzimtzum. That part was the, the place that cannot be fulfilled with light. And for that reason, for that reason, that tree of knowledge, good and bad. The light of the endless is gone. So the one space that have space, the space, the vacuum, the vacuum was the tree of knowledge. Everything else where Adam and Eve were created all came from where is the light. 
But can Nesar lo etzadat? That's why God said, not yet. Tree of knowledge cannot be correct right now. You have to deal with what you are. Leave the tree of knowledge for later. Because the tree of knowledge right now for this point of the game is that if is dark. Even if it's not dark, it just cannot be revealed the missing. Maybe I will explain it in a simple way. Let's say all of us are not equal. We all look like cups. And we're different cup size. But those cups, that is us going to the ocean. And in the ocean, everything is filled with water. So in the ocean, you don't see the difference between a huge cup that can contain size of a house water to a small cup of lechaim who can contain that much water. Because when everything is filled with water, it looks the same. When the tzimtzum takes place, you empty the water. That's called tzimtzum contraction. Then what happens? Now you see the size of the emptiness that exists. What has more emptiness, the small cup or the big cup? The big cup. For that reason, the Prina Dalet, with the fourth phase of what we call Malchut, after the Tzimtzum, is empty. How is this present itself in the physical world as it used to be in the Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden? Tree of knowledge. Can't touch it. Because that, what represents the Samechalef, the Sitracha, the negativity, the snake, they leave it alone. We're going to fix it later. That's what God said, you're going to die. Because everything else has light. This doesn't have light. It's a vacuum right now. Like the clipot, like the dark side, it's all considered death. Because they disconnect from the Kedusha. But when the negative force that dressed like a snake talked to Eve with a lie, and he said, you're not going to die, and we know that when you lie, you have to say some truth. You start with the truth. Somebody who truly lied to you, start with the truth. They don't lie all the way because they're never going to believe. It's what's called Sheker. Sheker is the letter Shin. It's a positive letter. The, the last two letters, Kuf and Resh, are negative. Kar, Kor. So he actually revealed to her the purpose of creation. If there is one thing we want to learn from the snake, is the purpose of creation. He told her, Matrata Bariyah. What is the purpose of creation? That you will not want nothing for yourself and now you can want it. He was right about it. That was the sheen of the shekel. That's what the tooth about what he said. That you're supposed to change your receiving aspect. So he was talking about the end of time. But, but can I touch so if Eve did well with the change that she did with herself and the tree of knowledge is good and bad, good and bad, good from the point of desire, bad from the point of emptiness for that desire after Tzimtzum Aleph, now what happened? If she did a work on us of Eve, then there is no bad related to her. So what's the big deal? 
So, אמנם בקבלה על מנת להשפיע, הרי הביא אותו לתכלית שלימותו. So, Eve actually did a תיקון for Trino of Florence. What do you want from her? She said, I don't want nothing for myself. I want to be as holy as I can, and I want to receive it only for the sake of sharing. So she connected only to the good side of Trino of Florence. So still, what happened? Why are we doing Rosh Hashanah? What happened? What was the scene? ונמצא שעשתה ייחוד גדול, כמו שראו להיות בסוף מעשה. This is how we're supposed to do תיקון. אמנם, look into the answer of Ravashlak, my favorite answer. אמנם, זה הקדושה העליונה, that קדושה, that holiness that she did, היה עדיין שלא בעונתו. שלא הייתה ראויה לעמוד בה. You cannot do it yet. That's why the creator said don't do it yet. Why? זולת באכילה אחת. If you want to do it, like she did it, like Eve did it, one bite or one eating. אכילה מן eating. אבל לא באכילה בית. You cannot have second bite. Because the first bite, how much desire you have for the first bite for the tree of knowledge? Whatever, some people say it was wheat. That's why we have bread on Shabbat. Some people say it was grapes. That's why we have yain on Shabbat. You know, other places might consider it to be fig. So, what's the difference between first bite and second bite? Well, first bite, you don't have desire. First bite, you don't have desire. Do you have desire for a new ice cream just came out? You can imagine one ice cream, but let's say you never tested ice cream. And somebody take you to that ice cream store where they have different color and flavor. How does that look to you? If you never saw ice cream before, you might think it's a Play-Doh. You know that Play-Doh? Like something you take for the kids and you build something with it. You don't know what it is. You know how it tastes? No, you don't. So how much desire do you have for it? None. None. And even before you have the desire to eat, you take it with a scoop and you meditate, I, want, I don't want nothing for myself. I just want to receive it to give pleasure to the creator. That's perfect. Now you take a lick, put it in your mouth. Now your eyes open. Now you want a second bite. Can the second bite be like the first? That's what Ramash like is saying. Can the second bite be like the first? A problem. Because now you taste it, so your desire changed. Look what it's saying. מסביר לך כי אינו דומה המנזר עצמו מהתאווה בטרם שטעמה והורגל בה למנזר מתאווה אחר שטעמה ונקשר בה. It's a person who have lost to something is difficult to let it go. A person who never have lost, has lost for something but never try, that's a hard thing to do. כי הראשון ודאי יכול להזהיר את עצמו פעם אחת על תמיד. person who never did something wrong, that's it. He could never to do it again. For example, person born, uh, Super religious, ultra, ultra Orthodox, Greek Orthodox, Jewish Orthodox, Muslim Orthodox, you know, and he decide never to be with a woman, never to be with a man, never to have sex, never to do something. How much difficulties for him? Not difficult because they have a taste the flavor of lust. So he go, but the person who have the flavor of lust and taste it and swallow it, what happened? At that moment, every day for that person is, I have to stop, I have to stop, I have to stop. עד שגומר העניין. כן הדבר הזה להיות שהאישה עדיין לא טעמה מעץ הדעת. הייתה כולה בחינת השפעה, בתכלית הקדושה. So before she tested she was holy. אחרי שטעמה אותו כבר נקשר בתאווה גדולה. 
after she tested tree of knowledge, you start connect to that vacuum of lust. And she become addicted to the tree of knowledge until she couldn't let go of that lust. All of those things that you think you're smart, you can control your drugs, your alcohol, your sex, your ego. Don't, don't challenge yourself, your rage. Just understand. Reach out to the Creator. Ask for help. Ask for help. Because when you try something and you become addicted to it, it starts to control you. You're not controlling it. What does that mean that they eat it before they're ready? They eat it before they have a self-control over what they're about to eat. You know, there is one of the mitzvot, it's called Yibum. Yibum is when a woman lost her husband, and no children. Her brother, uh, not her brother, his brother married her, and then she gave birth as a reincarnation to her own husband, Oedipus Complex. So they ask, so they say in Yevamot, in Masechet Yevamot, in the Talmud, if a person marries Yevama because she's beautiful or for sex, is not doing the mitzvah of Yevum. He doesn't do the mitzvah of Yevum. Bamruk Zerab bi'arishona atu bi'ashniya. So they have argument and they talk about the first sex or the second sex. Now you know why. You know, the first intercourse and the second intercourse because the first, he doesn't know what to expect. But the second, is already looking for it. That's what it means. I eat and I eat more. Even he know God is angry with him to do it, he can't stop. Because the last is holding him. So we learn from here that the first eating was in holiness, as Eve did, but the second one was already impure. Rosh Hashanah is coming, my friend. There is things we can't control. Those of you who are like me, I mean, being simple, we all have issues. What is it? Anger, lust, jealousy, judgment, shame, fear. What else there is in the book? All of those things are result of things we can't control. When come Rosh Hashanah, and you do the pray, you do the tefillah, you do the perot, ask, ask the Creator. Give your soul to the Creator. Say, Master of the world, I commit a crime, like Adam and Eve. I taste from the forbidden fruit. And I did it a little bit before the right time. And because of that, I can't let it go. I can't let go of my rage. I can't let go of my anger. I can't let go of my jealousy. I can't let go of my lust. I'm giving you my soul and I'm asking you, please, master of the world, while we're blowing the shofar, as we say before, I'm elevating all the elokim into Yudke Bafke. 
and through your merciful way, by blowing the shofar, dirty in chesed, dirty in gvorah, dirty in tiferet, ten in malchut, and the last teruah gedolah, because the word teruah is tikkuna zohar, in tikkun 21. Say teruah, Torah, ayin. Torah, ayin. Ayin panim la Torah. 70 side to the Torah, like tikkuna zohar is 70 tikkunim. Meaning the Torah is 70 angles. So in teruah, and so it say Ashram, you did teruah. Good for the people who know teruah. Why teruah dafka? Why dafka teruah? Because teruah bring all the judgment, all the things that we're doing wrong and we can't control it anymore, and elevate it to the right place. Those of you who feel upset that you're born to the wrong parents, wrong situation, commit a certain crime, look at the good side of it. If you will be capable to change a certain thing that you believe you cannot change, like rage, people are suffering from rage, they don't believe they can change the anger management. But you have to understand that your brain has been programmed in a certain way that you can change it. God gave you the sifting between good and bad. God gave it to you. You have to choose good. And we cannot choose good, at least present that issue to God and cry. In Rosh Hashanah, it's a mitzvah to cry. Yom Kippur, it's a mitzvah to cry. Cry! Cry! Beg, don't move from there. Rabbi Yehuda Ashlak said, the way he prayed, Rosh Hashanah, you have to pray and stand, he say, and he say, and you look up and he say, Hashem, I'm not getting out of here. I'm not leaving you until you forgive me and until you help me here. That's how you need to pray in Rosh Hashanah. You go there and you say, listen, uh, uh, it's not working. I tried last year. It didn't work. I'm still having lust. I'm still having anger. I'm still having jealousy. It doesn't work. I'm still an addict. And maybe it's come from Adam and Eve. Then it's come from my life. But truly, I don't want to be an addict. You have to get to that level. I don't want to be the same person I was last year. I want to receive the pil- bracha. I want to receive the wonder of blessing that is available for this year. And I know that my issue is disturbing me. But sometimes I don't have the power in me because I taste from the wrong tree and I can't get out of it. So master of the world, I'm not complaining. I'm going to do everything you told me to do. But you need to know, master of the world, that I'm ready to change. I'm ready to become a better person. I'm ready to give. I'm ready to transform. I'm ready to become way better. And I'm, I'm letting you controlling my soul because we're not changing the, the body. We change the soul. I'm letting you control my soul, my nefesh, and change it to a better nefesh, to better work, to better neshama, to better chaya, to better yachida. The body is when we ask, katvenu lechaim, writing us for life. That's when we ask for the body to stay alive. So we can express the soul through the body to do the mitzvot, to do the Torah, and by that, we can change. So remember, as Rosh Hashanah is coming in, remember Adam and Eve. Why we celebrate Rosh Hashanah on the birthday of Adam and Eve? To remind us, guys, remind us. We can get fooled by the snake, by the serpent. And when the serpent comes, it actually teaches us something. How to do a sifting. How to do a sifting. But the sifting of something, you can do when you're ready for it. Meaning, if you have issues stealing, don't put yourself around monies and diamonds of people. If you have issue with drugs, don't put yourself around cocaine, speed, or whatever. If you have issue with sex, don't put yourself in the area where you can lose it. If you have issue with anger, don't put yourself in a situation where you can get angry. Politely say to the people, I have anger issue. Please, I would like to forgive myself for 10 minutes. I'm going to go outside and come back. Beautiful. No problem. I have a issue with the jealousy. Remove your glasses. Don't look. 
Whatever issue you have, don't deal with it. Don't deal with the issue. Work on yourself that you want nothing for you, but don't put yourself into the problem. And ask the creator that this is this coming here to help you, to help you, because God enjoy helping you. And then God will guide you to the dream, to the vision. It will be there for you. Because if God judge you doing Rosh Hashanah, you're written for the book of life. God, God is only mercy. Only mercy. So why we call it the day of judgment? Because there is a deal in heaven to judge everybody honestly. So what do we do? They, they put God behind the curtain. That's called Bekeset. And we cover God. So God will not be involved in the court. Because if God will be involved, we're all going to be okay. So say, God, it's not fair. They did wrong and you still judge them for good. Say, God, that's who I am. So they say, God, you have to cover yourself. You don't look at what's going on. So God say, okay, it's a deal. I'm a God of truth. I'm agree to it. And what God is doing, he come to his children and whisper in our ears and say, hey, listen. It's true what those angels said. But through the shofar, if you do the shofar with covenant, with the right way, if you do the pray, if you sorry for what you did wrong and cry, there's always a room for improvement because that's all what I need from you to do. And then the rest, I will take care of you after Yom Kippur. I want to wish you Shana Tova. I want to wish you a great weekend. And may all of us help each other. Please share information with other people. I know this lecture was deep and tough to understand to, not to some of you. So please sit with other people and explain the lecture to them. I love you. Shana Tova. And Tikadvu Besefer Chaim Tovim. And Kol Am Yisrael and Kol Olam Kolo. Amen. Thank you.